I have anything? Let me look. I mean, I have water. Oh my Jesus! Water. <laughs> oh my. Um, I... Uh, let me see. Okay, I have Moscato. Ooh. We'll do that. Okay. I know. I mean, it's called pageants and prosecco, so I should should have been prepared here. Yes. Oh my gosh, I'm almost comfortable that. Come prepared. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, and welcome back to another fabulous episode of Pageants and Prosecco. I appreciate you guys so much for listening. Currently, we are under quarantine, so I hope this episode keeps you entertained for at least one hour of your 24 hours today. As we are in unprecedented um, territory across the world dealing with the pandemic of COVID-19, aka what I call the Coco virus. So I hope you guys listen to my podcast during this time. Go back and revisit some episodes from the past. If you have to, they're really good. Trust me, season one and season two is all up there for you guys. But today's episode is a really good episode. I'm so excited about it because I am interviewing one of my friends, one of my pageant friends um, that I know fairly well. I feel like I know Emma well even though i don't see her all the time because she is miss wisconsin and wisconsin is so close to illinois and a lot of times illinois and wisconsin have um when they do pageant events sometimes wisconsin title holders come to illinois illinois go to wisconsin or if there's a pageant sometimes illinois and wisconsin will be at the same they'll crown both illinois and wisconsin the same pageant like uh, miss earth usa miss illinois earth miss wisconsin earth USA last year when I won had the same thing Wisconsin was crowned nonetheless we are talking to the current Miss Wisconsin Earth USA 2020 Emma Looney one of my pageant friends so before we get into the episode let me tell you a little bit more about Emma and why you should tune in to this episode Emma Looney is a five-time Miss Wisconsin title holder. Currently, her current title is Miss Wisconsin Earth USA. In 2018, fun fact, Emma was MacDougall's Fabulous Model Search winner, and she was able to walk during MacDougall's Fashion Week and at World of Prom in Atlanta and also modeled for several of his campaigns, and you might see her on his website, modeling his gowns, his fabulous collection of his gowns and couture pieces. She was named NAM Wisconsin 2016, National American Miss. She was Miss Wisconsin Earth USA in 2017, and now she's back again with a Miss Wisconsin Earth USA 2020 title, and she also represented Wisconsin at the 2019 United States of America's Miss competition during their inaugural year. Aside from her fabulous title holders and um, her, her, what's the word I'm looking for? I guess just fabulous reign as Miss Wisconsin. She's also very, very smart. Very, very smart. Emma has won the Presidential Ac- Academic Achievement Award, 
the Hazel Grindle Scholarship, the Minikin Scholarship, National Honor Society, Edward College, College Honors Program, and graduated high school magnum cum laude. She worked several years as a national partner with the National Eating Disorder Association, spoken to thousands of people across the state about the importance of eating disorder awareness, and of course held walks and fundraisers for eating disorders. She volunteered with local organizations such as homeless shelters, the Ronald McDonald House, food pantries, and soup kitchens. She also is a teacher, fun fact. She taught art therapy class for low-income housing people with disabilities on Wednesdays. And currently, she's in school. Well, technically not physically in school because we're all under quarantine. But <laughs> she goes to Edgewood College, and she's a double major in criminal justice and psychology, which she talks about on this episode. So grab a glass. Grab two glasses because it's a long episode, but it's a goodie, and it's so important And this conversation is really needed in a pageant world about what it takes to compete as a career contestant. Emma has had her challenges trying to stand out in a competition where everybody is not the same size or everyone might be a smaller size and how to make sure that you show the judges that, yes, you are just as beautiful, if not more beautiful than some of the skinnier contestants. And I must say, as someone who is a skinny contestant, just because someone is small does not mean that they're healthy, okay? I can tell you, just because <laughs> I'm a size four, but you don't know what what is going on internally with someone who's small. You know, I have a history of high blood pressure, high cholesterol, and diabetes in my family. I could have all of them right now, you wouldn't even be able to tell. But you'd be able to say, oh, she's small, she's skinny, she must be healthy. Wrong. Sometimes it's some of the people who are curvier, who are those sizes, 8, 10, 12, 16, who might actually have healthier lifestyles and be healthier on the inside than people who are in the smaller categories. But nonetheless, this conversation is so important. I'm so glad Emma came on the podcast to talk to us about it. She's so good, you guys. Get your glass, tune in, and thank you for listening. Emma Looney, I'm so excited to have you on Pageant I'm, I'm so excited to finally be on. It's been, gosh, we've been trying to do this for so long, and it's, it's cool that we finally get to it's do been it. It's almost a year. Don't mind me. I, like, stopped recording for a year. I was so busy with um, being a TV reporter. Yeah, I bet. It's so cool that you're being able to do that, though. Like, I've seen all your, like, broadcasts that you share, and I'm always like, oh, my gosh, I know her. <laughs> It's like it's a public service job, like being a title holder, public service. Yeah, for sure. Well, of course, I want to talk to you for a number of reasons. One, because you're one of my good pageant friends. But I think you're also making a huge difference in the pageant community. For one, aren't you like 17 time Miss Wisconsin? (laughs) 17 time. No, I've... This is my sixth Miss Wisconsin title I've held. Holy cow. You're like um, Mayweather of pageant. Five-time heavyweight. <laughs> basic. Basic. Can you talk us through your pageant journey? What made you first want to enter your pageant? What was your very first pageant? So I started pageantry through um, the organization National American Miss, and I just, like, got a letter in the mail and I was like, Mom, can I try this? And she was like, I mean, do you really want to? I'm like, yeah. 
And when I was younger, people would say, oh, you should try modeling. And I was like, nah, I don't know how to do that. I don't know what to do to get into that. So I didn't. So like I was 16 and I competed at like the state pageant and I had a lot of fun, of course. And I was able to place in the top 10 my first year. So I was like, okay, I'm going to keep doing this. Yeah. And then, yeah. And then I, since I, um, place I obviously competed again and then but I placed in the top five the next year and decided to compete um, for the National American Miss for the All-American um, one so I went to nationals and it was just so fun and I was able to go with my mom and it was like a really awesome experience to just be with my mom for a week and like get to experience that together um, and then competed again and then I won the National American Miss Wisconsin uh, Miss title um, and then went on to, oh, I'm sorry. I forgot one. I forgot one year before that. Sorry. <laughs> then I competed for USA ambassador, Miss Wisconsin, um, after being at nationals, um, with national American miss and I won the, uh, miss title for USA ambassador pageants. And then I went on nationals and I actually placed top five. And that was really crazy for me because I was like, wow, this has like only been a few years I've been doing this. And I was just so excited. And then I went back to National American Miss to try to win my state title. And I did. Then went on to nationals and placed in the top 10 at National American Miss Nationals. And then, gosh, then what was next? (laughs) Then I um, heard about Miss Earth. United States. Yep. It was United States at the time. And I was like, Oh, this seems like a really cool system. Um, and I was into environmental advocacy at the time, but I didn't know a lot about it. And I competed and I won the Wisconsin title and then went on to nationals and it was a good experience. Um, but I really hadn't, I was doing environmental advocacy, like at the local and state level, like going and speaking to schools, but I hadn't really like honed in on something that like I was extremely passionate about with it. Um, So then I gave up my title um, at our state pageant and then decided to compete with international pageants and was Miss Wisconsin International 2018 um, and then competed at Miss International, which was a really intense and awesome experience. Like they had, um, us tour around all of Charleston, like every stop, um, had like huge welcome international pageants and it was really a really grand production there. So it was a really amazing experience. And of course, always being around women from all over the country, you make so many friends and get to meet people from every state. And it's one of the few things that you can be a part of somebody in literally every state, um, and then I got home and I was like, you know what? Let's do another <laughs> pageant. So, <laughs> um, the new system, United States of America pageants, I heard about and I talked to the national director, mm-hmm. Tanis, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to try to do this system. And it was so fun. I met um, the person that's the national title holder right now, Kendall. She's one of my best friends yeah. now. And it was such an amazing experience. Like we had so much fun in Vegas um, and I placed top nine there and I 
of course enjoyed it um and I got home and I was like okay I'm gonna try to compete um for Miss Wisconsin USA and I there was something that like I considered for multiple years and I just like wasn't sure if I should pursue it just because I'm a curvy title holder and there's hasn't been someone like me on the Miss USA stage at, at the national level there's been people compete at state pageants but not a state representative. So I really wanted to be that first person and I competed and I won photogenic, but I did not place at the state pageant, which was difficult. But I mean, I understand why they aren't ready to have curvy title holders yet. Um, So I really just spent some time reflecting and I'm like, what system did I just like really identify with? And since 2017 with Miss Earth United States, I really have gained a really big appreciation for environmental advocacy and have really focused a lot of my time on doing things. So I was like, it makes sense to go back to Miss Earth. So I was fortunate enough to be crowned Miss Wisconsin Earth USA um, for 2020. And I was able to develop a platform on something that I've been doing my whole life that I just really didn't see as a platform. I just saw it as something I really like to do, which is thrift shopping. Mm-hmm. And because of social media and like how I like to post fashion, I'm like, this just makes sense. So I have really been focusing on that and showing people kind of like tips and tricks for thrift shopping and how secondhand shopping can even though it's a small part of taking care of our environment, like it's just one more thing you can do to help. So I'm really excited to go to nationals in Vegas in July. And it's kind of, you know, a quick little summary, not so quick summary. So you touched on a lot of things that you mentioned. One was just your continued motivation to just keep going. And the fact that you found a system or two that you truly enjoyed. Um, And I think that's okay for people to say is that, I identify with this system and I identify with this system. And I had a good time at nationals over here, but I'm also going to compete at this one because I, I like what they stand for. Right, for sure. So I think, I mean, so many people say that you can, you find your system, but I think different systems have different things to offer and you can enjoy more than one system. So I really have enjoyed like being a title holder with every system that I competed with for different reasons. Um, Being it that they focus on more of the fashion and glam side or more of the service side. I personally um, care a lot about service and being involved in the community. And I've been able to do that with all of my titles, which has been kind of the most important thing for me is being able to like use your voice and make a difference. So I think, you know, no matter what system you are a part of being able to just use your title and use your voice to make a difference like in your state and even at the national level like that's something that you can do no matter what system it is and as long as you have your integrity intact and you go about it the right way and you're not like going behind directors backs to like compete in another system or something like that you know you exactly. have your integrity intact um why exactly that, um, the- USA system is not ready for a career um, title holder. Well, (laughs) unfortunately, um, I mean, I went in prepared and I 
know that I prepared to the best of my ability and my past like experience and performances at national pageants to not place in the top anything at the state pageant was yeah it was definitely really hard but I I can't say why they're not ready um it is what I've always known it as is a modeling pageant so you see how prevalent um, plus size modeling is now. So it would, to me, it would make sense that you would have a plus size model at this national modeling pageant. Um, so I just, I mean, I can't say, but I know some people that went to the beauty is power seminar and they say the judges, they had some judges there and, um, they told me that they said that we're really just looking for someone that has the physical physique, their body needs to be Miss USA ready. So I think that means, as of right now, being very physically fit and thin. Yeah. Do you think that there is, down the line, going to be room for a career, a size um, 10, 12, Miss USA or Miss Universe or national title? I honestly was really hoping it would be sometime soon. I mean, obviously, I wanted it to be when I competed, but... I mean, to me, the progression of like pageantry and all these other systems that are welcoming to people that are curvier and like willing to crown girls and have them compete at nationals and place at nationals, um, it would it would make sense for me to see there be a curvy girl at some point. It just to continue to not have that representation, I just I don't see it continuing for a terrible amount of time longer like I think that there will be it just as a matter of when hopefully it's soon yeah that would be really awesome for them I think it definitely came in the way because you was also and a lot of um pageant dress designers are also designing gowns that fit um more career women because you was just a named well not just named I guess technically but you were McDougal's fabulous face of fabulous yeah, so they have an entire line for plus sizes. So it starts at a size 14 and goes um, up to a 28, I believe. And so the fact that they're able to branch their sizing all the way that high is showing that like women can embrace who they are and their beauty no matter what size they are. How did you enter that into the how did you even hear about it? So it, it was, oh gosh, how did I hear about it? A girl that I with the United States with, she competed for Miss Oklahoma USA many times um, and is just an amazing role model friend. Um, she told me about it at the national pageant and I was like, oh, I don't think I could win that. There's just no way. And then she's like, well, just do the hashtag. So it was a hashtag. This is why I'm fabulous. And I did it. And then I received an email saying I was selected as a semifinalist and could go to Chicago and do like the photo shoot interview, everything. Um, And I was like, oh, my gosh, no way. And so I was able to do that and then selected as a top 10. And then I was selected as the winner. And it was just really shocking for me because I had no idea I would be able to win something like that especially you know being in pageants where you know being curvy isn't necessarily a good thing all the time 
Why do you think it's that so important to have um, designers be on board with making bigger gowns? I think that by showing that there is a demand for bigger size gowns and that people are buying them and that this is like something that the everyday woman needs mm-hmm. is showing that we want to see that representation in our title holders as well. Like we don't want just one conformed idealistic version of what a title holder should be because the modeling industry has been able to see that through changing their sizing and their models and saying that women want to see more than just one body type in clothing. Because if I'm say like a size 18 or whatever, and I'm only seeing something in a size two or four on a model, you have no idea what that looks like when you're buying it. So I think having a title holder that is representative of people of all sizes that is something that people want to see. So how are you able to balance competing and going to school? I have just been a person that's always like tried to book my schedule full at all times. So (laughs) I like being busy. It stresses me out at times for sure. But I just am used to it, I guess. So I definitely have to schedule like I have like a planner and making sure that like I'm not over booking myself because you have quite a few honors from um, being a school at the presidential academic achievement award you had a few scholarships mm-hmm. you're part of the national honor society um, and you're part of the honors program at Edward College and you graduated high school at Magna yep. Laude, which is so impressive thanks yeah I and I just actually graduated college this past May um, Congratulations! But thank you. Um, but I, I just always have put a lot of importance on schooling and making sure that I'm focused and I'm never turning anything late, um, and putting maximum effort into it because I am extremely passionate about you know things I do outside of school and outside of pursuing a career, but. At the end of the day, I'm going to school to have a career, and that's going to be my future. So I want to make sure I'm putting full effort into that. Um, And I'm actually finishing up my applications for law school this fall. Oh, to go to school this fall? Yeah. So I'll be going back to school. Not sure. You know, depends on where I get in. But What are some of your top choices? Um, I UW-Madison, um, Marquette, and I'm also applying to um, a hybrid online Juris Doctorate program um, through Dayton Law School in Ohio. You know, I was actually thinking about going back to school myself um, to get a PhD. I yeah. Like, oh, I should have already did it when I graduated because now I've been too lazy. <laughs> <laughs> Just do it. Like, I was so set on going back to school immediately and because I decided I wanted to go to law school didn't work out for me to go this year. So it's definitely been a struggle for me kind of like not being in school. I know that sounds crazy, but I just was so used to, you know, being in school and like putting so much time into it that I was definitely lost this past year. Um, So I'm excited to be going back. But I think if you want to go back to school, just set aside time to like fill out applications and 
write your um, personal statements and stuff because, I mean, the sooner you do it, the sooner you'll have the degree. Right, the sooner you start, you finish. Yeah, and exactly. When you went to school, you graduated with um, a double major in criminal justice and psychology, correct? Yes. What was so important for you? Why was it so important for you, I should say, to get a major in both criminology and psychology? Are you trying to study this, like, criminal minds? <laughs> kind of so I originally went to school to um, major in nursing my mom is a nursing professor at the school I go to and my dad is the vice president of Denver Children's Hospital so I was what? like I have to start. like Denver Children's in Denver? Really? yeah yeah um, yeah my parents are divorced they have been since I was very little um that's kind of, but I was so sad. Yeah, it is. <laughs> At Monroe Hospital in Wisconsin, um, and then got the offer from Denver. So he went there. Um, but yeah, I was really set on, you know, going to school for the medical field. So I was going to be a nurse practitioner. And then my freshman year of college, um, my sister was hospitalized for an eating disorder. And um, my, at the time, boyfriend, and still is my boyfriend, um, he suffered from a stroke. So I just spent a lot of time um, in the hospital and like medical setting. And I was just really put off of the medical field, um, from all that at once. Uh, so I really just like reflected and tried to figure out what I was really interested in. So I, um, switched my major to psychology and was really liking it. And then took, um, a criminal justice course and was like, Oh, I really like this too. (laughs) And then (laughs) I was like, you know, I'm just going to do both. So that's kind of how that happened. Was it hard to balance both doing that much course loads and still competing? Yes, very. Um, I was taking about 18 credits a semester. And because, it, yeah, it was hard for sure. And the hardest was my last semester because for both of my majors, I had to do senior seminars. Um which included me doing two completely separate research projects. I wrote over a hundred pages of research my last semester of college. Yes. So it was definitely a lot. Um, but my passion for, you know, being a representative and being involved in my community, it was, I was still really passionate about doing that. So I wasn't ready to, take a break while I was doing that as well I just made it work doing both so you're like a beauty queen and a nerd all in one all in <laughs> one <laughs> yes I am that too I, <laughs> I I did that too so what do you think which industry do you think is more accepting um of people who are considered plus size do you think it's a pageant world or do you think it's a modeling world Oh, absolutely. The modeling world, because I mean, identify as a plus model and that's it. And brands are, there's so many brands that 
incorporate plus models into their campaigns. Like you walk into Target and you see curvy models just plastered all over the store, not even identifying as curvy models. It's just that's what you see when you walk in. Um, And I think pageants, some organizations are a lot better than others. Um, Like as we talked about, like USA, I wasn't even considered to place um, at the state level. But there's organizations that are happy to have me and other curvy women as their title holders. So I think just as far as like pageantry or modeling as a whole, modeling is definitely more advanced in being body inclusive and accepting different body types. Um, And I do think pageantry will get there. It just is going to take more time. Um, And I think that a big part of, you know, having curvy title holders is saying that like women are beautiful, even if they're not a size two and that being a size eight, 10, 12, 14 um, doesn't mean that that person can't be an amazing title holder and be involved in their community and have a platform that they care about. And at the same time, be serving looks on the runway at a national pageant um, and doing awesome photo shoots. So I think just, you know, a general understanding that women are still beautiful, even if they are not a size zero to four, you know. Just has accomplished. Now like, anything goes away, you know. You still exactly. Still are smart. You know, you were serving looks. I remember pouring another glass on my knee. I'm drinking a port, actually. I don't think we said what we were drinking. I'm drinking a port, which is from Portugal. It's actually one of the highest um, wines that has the highest alcohol volume, if that makes sense. To eight. Nice. Yeah, it's from Portugal. It's called a port. I'm drinking the American version of it. It's from New York, though. It's kind of like the cheap version. But it's a red wine, and it's considered a dessert, but it's really, really good. Yeah. sip it on? Um, it's, uh, gosh, what is it? It's a peach, um, sorry. Let me go look at the bottle. I forgot. (laughs) I'm getting up. I am drinking a, oh no, it's mango, strawberry, and Moscato. Oh, Jesus. Is it from like a, Stella, Stella, Stella Rosa? No, it Arbor Mist. Oh my gosh, Emma! I know. Wine game together. I know, but I don't like red wine. So, and I don't like I don't like bitter really. What like I don't drink. I don't like any kind of beer, and I'm like really picky with wine too. <laughs> like I like sweet stuff. Isn't like Wisconsin like one of the biggest beer states? Like I know. Yeah, I don't fit in here. <laughs> For the beer purposes. And what's worse is I like, I like cheese, like melted into things, but like, I'm not gonna eat like cold cheese by itself. I, I won't like I won't put shredded cheese like if it's gonna stay cold on anything. Ew. This doesn't sound good, but I'm trying to think of a dish that might work out. Oh, like salad. No, I won't put it on salad. Oh, you're out. I know. But like I put it in like chili or like oh, you yeah. know. Things that are warm. 
Okay, that's a little interesting. I know, I'm weird. <laughs> um, I do want to ask you, since we're talking about like diets and whatnot, when it comes to competing at a pageant, do you feel like a lot of girls who are um, curvier or more plus size, do you feel like there's a pressure for them to lose all that weight to be to drop down to a certain size as opposed to kind of maybe just embracing where their curves are now and probably just like toning up? Yeah, so I definitely felt that um, in my first couple pageants. I was like, oh, well, there's no way I can win unless I lose weight. So I lost a bunch of weight and then still didn't do well. I mean, not I did well. I just didn't win. And I was like, okay, well, you know what? Like, I'm going to just embrace what I look like and, you know, like where I'm at um, instead of trying to conform to what I think they want or pageantry wants um so i think you know for anybody that's curvier pageant that might they might be the only curvy person there it's definitely difficult because you feel like you're at a disadvantage before you even like start competing because you're like oh am i gonna get all these points deducted because they i'm the biggest person here or do i even have a chance to do well um because even when I, there's been times where I've been able to see my scores at nationals and I've placed um, because my interview is so high, um, but I'm still not scored well in swimsuit. Aww. Is that your little pop? I hear their little paw prints. Yeah, I'm letting my chihuahua out right now. <laughs> As the little pitter Yep, he's very small. He's like four pounds max. What kind of dog is it? A chihuahua. Oh, cute. Yeah, we also have two big dogs. But the chihuahua is my baby. Aww. Aww. Yeah. Yeah. How do you feel about pets that are catered to just plus size women? Like uh, if they have like plus in a title. Do you feel like that is um, necessary nowadays? Or do you feel like it's like a reach? I think it like has really good intentions and it's a really great place for women that are plus size or consider themselves plus size to not feel like stigmatized or like separated from the group Um, and that they're not going to be, you know, down scored because of their size um so there's definitely I think there's still a place for it just because you know like the biggest or the bigger pageants are not accepting um curvy women yet into their organizations um so yeah at the time at this time I think it's still a good place for a lot of women to feel acceptance and that they belong uh, because it's definitely hard going into a system um, like I said before where you're the only you know plus size contestant and not thinking to yourself wow I don't have a chance because of my size true so I do have a little controversy that happened oh well I guess really yeah controversy but um, Ashley Graham hosting the competition was kind of seen as like almost a slap in the face at the time. 
because yep. she's hosting it, but yet they wouldn't crown anyone that looks like her, but yet they still have her, you know. Exactly. Yes. What was your thoughts on that? So <laughs> the fact that they had her hosting was what made me think, okay, maybe like they are becoming more open-minded to girls that are bigger competing. And I'm like, you know, I think it's like the perfect time to have like the first plus size title holder um, on the Miss USA stage, especially with, you know, them being able to recognize Ashley Graham as the, you know, biggest like supermodel in the world right now. And she's plus size. Um, So I think it's disappointing that they're, you know, recognizing, oh, this is a huge name and it's and she's an amazing model but yeah we're we don't want people that look like her on the stage like that's definitely frustrating because I think it would be a lot more celebrated than they probably think it would be um and they had their first um transgender title holder at the Miss Universe competition Miss Spain um and that was so celebrated of course you know there's people that are always going to be hateful, but that was like an amazing thing that the Miss Universe organization was able to have. So the fact that they were showing inclusivity there, I think it'd be a really beneficial to show inclusivity, you know, with size as well. I agree. That's a good point you made. That's a good point you made. You need to, a lot more um, representation of different types of people are going to pop up sooner or later. Right. And even the Miss Earth organization, which is a definitely a big part of why um, I came back as well, is because maybe they aren't going to crown um, a curvy girl um, Miss Earth USA, but they're still proud to have curvy state representatives, and they're still proud to have them stand on the national stage. Like I think that says a lot about the organization, that they are celebrating these women, including myself, and they're not, you know, ashamed to have them on the national stage. Um, and even this past year um, at Miss Earth, there was a plus size contestant competing at the Miss Earth national or international level. So I'm excited for Miss Earth because I really think um, just the organization in general, because I think that they are a lot more progressive in that way. You know, I saw you competing on the Miss Earth stage. This is what I want to mention before I start talking about my wine. But I saw you competing on Miss <laughs> Earth um, a few years ago in 2017, I believe. And no, I was Miss. Yeah, Miss Earth, right? Yeah, yeah. And um, of course, you're Wisconsin, so you're like second to last. <laughs> you're right. <laughs> Wait, first, I want to ask, does that suck having a, having a state that's like last on the list? It's really nerve-wracking, like, standing in line, you know, like, waiting for so long. Like, you just want to get on stage or get into interview or whatever you're going to, like, whatever area of competition it is. But it's also cool because you can kind of, like, make, like, the last statement. Like, you're kind of, like, the end of, like, what the judges are seeing. So, I mean, it's got its ups and its downs, but it's... I mean, I love Wisconsin. This is where I was born, raised, still live. So wherever they need Wisconsin to go, I'm happy to be. Yeah, I never think about that. Like, because I'm in Illinois, so I'm always, like, close to the beginning. Right. Even, like, my starting with the B, I've always been in the beginning. 
Right. Yeah. Gosh, I don't think. I yeah, I've always gone last because I'm trying to think if at pageants have ever like switched it up and not gone in order, but they always go in order. So, yeah, the only part's probably like standing in line, but I think as far as like getting on stage, yeah, like judges are kind of like getting tired of looking at people, but at the same time, you're kind of like the last thing they see. That's why. I was like, oh, there goes everyone. And I was watching for you and um, <laughs> you, uh, Western Illinois. But I was like, oh, look at Emma. You like rocked it up right away. You know her. You were like, thank you. Like, I was obsessed. And then you had on um, this pretty Mike Dougal gown. It was like a ball gown, right? Was it? Oh, yeah. Am I tweaking? Was it? Yeah. No, you're right. It was like a blue pattern. Okay. Um, yeah, for the runway competition. That yeah. is right. Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh, you're so cute. You remember. <laughs> I'm a little stalker. I gotta tell people that like I really am like a stalker. Um too, kind of. <laughs> yeah. I think we're watching it. Um that's why I was like, oh, I was watching it for you. Um when it comes to getting rid of the swimsuit portion of the competition, uh, like Miss America has done and Miss T has yeah. done. Do you support that or do you feel like um, you don't care? That's why I mentioned you at Miss Earth because you rocked the swimsuit portion of the competition. Was your swimsuit yellow? I feel like you had something on that was yellow. It was. Okay. Thanks. Yes, it was yellow. Okay. I'm like, I know. Um, <laughs> so I made a post about it when, um, you know, there was like kind of some controversy about it. And what I said was that the issue with swimsuit is not that like women shouldn't be able to like walk around in swimsuits because I love that portion of competition, but it's kind of the fact that, you know, even if like women of different sizes are competing in swimsuit, like they're not going to be scored equivalent. So like what needs to change is like how it's scored instead of just getting rid of it. Oh, gotcha. You know, like, there's, I, because I love swimsuit, but, you know, like, if the parts that are being judged are, like, fitness and, like, you know, like, a muscle definite, like, stuff like that, like, obviously, someone that looks like me has no chance. So getting rid of it, I feel, like, aimed to get rid of that, but if they were to just change how it's scored and, like, tell judges, like, look, like, we're not looking for this. Like we want someone that's like confident and they have good modeling abilities. Like we're not looking at like size. We want someone that, and you know, what's hard is that all like swimsuit competitions say we want someone that looks healthy, but healthy looks different on everybody. So like that kind of usually turns into, you know, who's small. Mm-hmm. So. so not necessarily from like abs, like they once wore a muscle definitely but focus on how much confidence are they bringing to the stage in general right exactly because you know we really you don't need to get rid of it because it's a great portion of competition but just changing how it's viewed and how it's judged and you think there's um like an internal like a thinking like people just see like swimsuit and they're like oh no this looks bad because she's not smart anymore her clothes are off she's not smart or do you think it's something that's like it's not like human behavior though like just just natural thinking 
You know, I don't, I've thought about that as well, especially when that statement came out from the former, like, chairs of, like, the Miss America organization about, like, um, you can't parade around in a swimsuit and be educated or, you know, whatever the wording was. Um, I think that a lot of people have, like, connotations that, like, if you are in a swimsuit, you might not be educated, but, you know, I... I think that's a really, like, dated view, and I don't know that people, like, younger generations view it that way, because, I mean, it's a swimsuit. There shouldn't be, like, that has no relation to your ability to be educated. So, you know, I think it just, you know, depends on the person, but... I myself have never like thought about it that way. I've never like inherently thought, Oh, they're taking their clothes off. They're, they are not as intelligent. I don't know. It just sucks. Like it's such a, so it's good to hear yours. I appreciate that. Yeah, for sure. And it's definitely difficult because, you know, there are, I think it's just the matter that there's always people that are going to have negative views about everything and like you can't please everyone. So I feel like that goes for, you know, like having plus size title holders, the swimsuit competition, you know, everything. There's always going to be people that are negative about it and don't appreciate it for whatever reason. Um, but I think things should just be done like on the what's, you know, right and what is like a what's kind of like the common consensus instead of what like some hateful people might say. <laughs> True. I agree. You know, I feel like you became an influencer. That's what I, that's my word for you. You have so many followers on Instagram. You're like on 60,000 right now. No, no. I wish I had 60,000. I have like 14, 13, 14,000. You're getting there. You're getting there. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of that has come recently because you're so confident you are. Um, obviously, I wasn't following you like eight years ago to know where they were, but right, it came, it came a lot from you being confident who you are, representing Miss Wisconsin to the best of your ability to a great job, if I might add, from what I oh, thank you watching from a distance. Um, how do you feel like you can best use? And now you're modeling more. Right. How do you feel like you could best use social media to kind of influence a younger generation of pageant women looking up, looking up to you and trying to. So I always like make sure that I'm, you know, of course, like being confident in my posts and not trying to cover myself up because I look a certain way or not like, you know, only posting selfies because I don't like what my body looks like. I think just like showing women that you can wear what you want. You can like love what you look like. Uh, You gain a few pounds. Oh, well, like that's what life is. You don't need to, you know, pretend that like you are terrible or whatever. You like just making sure you're loving yourself for who you are. And I do that like by posting obviously a lot of like fashion images but I also will post things like with my cellulite showing or stretch marks or whatever and showing that like that's just what women look like like our bodies develop how they develop and we all have different bodies and 
that just because you have this doesn't make you any less or less valuable or less of anything that you're just as good as everybody else. And I think it's really hard with Instagram and so much social media now because you see these, like some influencers are just look like they are absolutely perfect and you have to like aspire to be that. And so just like creating content that shows that like we're not perfect and it's okay. And that, you know, you might have a role here or you might, you know, have a pimple one day and it's just how it is. And it's just, it's okay. Right. And you right. And it might change. It'll change over time. It might be here today, gone tomorrow. Like a body. Exactly. And you recently graced us with your presence because you was in Jamaica recently. What were you doing? I was. <laughs> what were you doing over there? And why didn't you invite me? Like, um, I'm very sorry. I should have. I know. We could have just done a week of podcasts, you oh know, my. in oh, Jamaica. I would have been distracted. It would have been like, I want to tell me about, and then a guy would walk past, and I'd be like, uh, 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 um, what is it? No, <laughs> literally, um, just a second ago when I, like, stopped talking for a second, it was because my boyfriend had brought me food, and I was, like, mouthing, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but uh, I was in Jamaica just on vacation Um, it was really nice to get away and I like honestly was about to cry when we were like taking off because coming back to like a foot and a half of snow from like 85 degree temperatures is just really really depressing you what? you probably did get more snow than us mm-hmm yeah. And, you know, I don't really mind the snow. It's just like it's been really cloudy like the past week, too. Yeah. And it really didn't snow until we were in Jamaica. And like we just came back to so much snow and ice. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But no, Jamaica was great. We were like we climbed um, Dunn's River Falls, which is like this big stretch of waterfalls. That was really cool. Um, there's like a little side touristy path that you can take, which had like just a line of people or you could just like climb the huge rocks. So we just chose to climb the huge rocks and it was it was intense. It was definitely a workout, but it was really fun. And then I was able to swim with dolphins, which I've wanted to do since I was like literally like six years old. So that was like a dream come true. And what else were we able to do? Obviously... You know, just be in the ocean and the sun. Um, yeah, it was it was a really good time. How many days were you out? So we were supposed to be there for seven, but the ice on the plane leaving Madison was so bad that they weren't able to de-ice it in time. Um, so we missed our connecting flight from Philadelphia to Jamaica, so we lost a day. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Still plenty of time, though. Yeah, but man, I wish we had that other day. <laughs> <laughs> Emma, before I let you go, I always like to ask my guests one: what is a good pageant advice you would like to leave us with? Well, especially because I mean, it's kind of just what I've 
not on purpose, but it's turned into what I kind of do, you know, through pageantry, like showing women that you don't have to look like the stereotypical image to compete in pageantry. Like you can pave new ways and you can show the world and the pageant industry that you're beautiful just the way you are and that you don't need to change yourself to be a good title holder and that you can be who you are without, you know, conforming. Perfect advice. Sorry, I was like sitting on. <laughs> <laughs> and then I also have to ask you what else you want to recommend to us. Oh, gosh. Um, there is, I, okay, so I was a really like avid reader. Um, I would read, you know, I would get into books like I would read like 800 page books like in a couple days sitting because I just couldn't stop reading them Uh um but as far as like why what I'm a most recent book I read was the new Jim Crow um and it's about how um you know like the war on drugs in America is kind of and the amount of incarceration um rates and things in the United States and it's used to be oppressive instead of actually, you know, enforcing law. So I think that's a really good book. It's really informative um, and relates to, you know, the career I'm pursuing. So I would definitely recommend giving that a read. It's not, you know, a fun book to read, but it's really an important book to read. It's necessary. Yeah, for sure. If you like that one, there's another one called, um, why are all the black kids sitting together in a cafeteria? Um, yes. I, did you read that one? I didn't, but I've heard of it. I need to read it. Okay. There's also another one, too, that I recommend if you're on that path already. Yeah, I'm, I'll definitely read it. Well, I appreciate you joining us, and thank you for dropping so much um, gems and knowledge and just information for our listeners. I know that... Um, a lot of times, like, you've been working really hard to just represent the state, period, and had a lot of obstacles you dealt with. So I appreciate you laying it all out for us and, of course, sipping along with us, even if it is our <laughs> Of course. Thank you so much for having me. And it's it's always really awesome to be able to share, you know, my message and why I've continued in pageantry. Well, you're more than welcome back anytime. Thank you so much.